And now, the Asheville Museum of Science presents 7-Minute Science, powered by the 828.com. Welcome, it's another edition of 7-Minute Science, a podcast for the curious. Every episode, we answer those science questions you may have wondered about in 7 minutes or less with the help of our experts. I'm Ken from the 828.com. And I'm Corey with the Asheville Museum of Science. 7-Minute Science is a great way to learn something new while you're sitting on your porch, relaxing outside, or stuck at the doctor's office. So thank you for joining us as we get ready to learn something new today. So today we're going to look deep into your eyes Exploring the world of eye color, blues, greens, hazels, browns. So what causes the various pigmentations? And can your eye color change with age or your mood? We've got lots of questions. And to answer these questions, we've enlisted the help of two experts today to help us find the answers to all of these questions that we're going to be throwing at you. So Dr. Ashlyn Mikulich earned her Bachelor of Science degree in biology at Penn State University and her Doctor of Optometry at South University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She completed her ocular disease rotations at both James H. Quellen VA Hospital in Johnson City, Tennessee, and the Yukon Kuskokwim Hospital in Bethel, Alaska. Dr. Ashlyn, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We also have Dr. Benjamin Steger, who earned his Bachelor of Science degree in Bioinformatics of Sciences in Philly and his Doctor of Optometry at Salish University in Philly. Dr. Steger's training took him to Fort Lauderdale, Florida and to the Santa Fe Indian Hospital in New Mexico. He now owns Primary Eye Care Associates right here in Asheville on Biltmore Avenue. Dr. Steger, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you for having us. They have looked into eyes of people from pretty much all 50 states. This is great. I think we're in good hands. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Corey and I are going to attempt to learn as much as we can from the two of you in seven minutes as we ask you questions. And then after seven minutes, we're going to do our best to recap what we have learned to you. And if all goes as planned, we'll be able to answer all of our own eye color questions based on the info you give us. Sound good? Yeah, yep. sounds great. All right, you all ready? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to start the clock. To start, what is eye color and what causes these different colors? So the first thing first is that there are no other colors in the eye other than brown. Hmm. Brown is the only pigment that is actually in the eye. And so the different shades of the color are dependent on the level of pigment, not the color of the pigment. Interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. So even folks with blue eyes yep. have brown eyes. So Kinda. blue <laughs> eyes are basically a lack of pigment. So think about why the sky is blue, why the ocean's blue. Um, we're reflecting blue light. When we get that hmm. color scattered closer to us. So blue light... Blue eyes is a lack of pigment, and we're getting a reflection of blue towards us. And green? Green, a little bit more pigment, or melanin, basically. We're looking at the level of melanin on the iris. Mm -hmm. So blue has very few melanin. Green, a little bit more melanin. Brown, the most amount of melanin in our eye. And so the blues that you'll actually see is due to the Rayleigh scattering or the Trox, uh, not Troxler, uh, Tyndall. Tyndall effect, which is where light comes in, photons come in, and they're going to bounce off of other particles, other molecules. And as it bounces around, the blue light has the highest energy, shortest wavelength, and is most likely to reflect back other than uh, – as opposed to all the other wavelengths. 
Hmm. So when Crystal Gale was singing Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue, the whole song was a fallacy. <laughs> yes. The brown eyes stayed brown. Yes. Now, before, yes. before we get started asking more questions about different eye colors and, and how it can change, can we go through um, where in the eye the eye color is and, and kind of the structure of that? The color of the eye when we're pertaining to blue versus green versus brown is our iris um, that sits right behind our cornea. It's a pretty thin structure. All of the color of the iris is on the front surface of the iris as well. That's where we have all of our melanin particles. And then we have a layer right behind it that's a very dark layer of pigment. So everyone does have a dark layer of pigment in the iris. Hmm. Now, can those levels, can the pigmentation levels change as we get older? Because it seems that babies sometimes will have eye color change. Are they just very gifted special babies? <laughs> Does that happen to all babies? What's, that, what's going on with these babies? So technically it happens to all babies. You're just only going to notice it in the ones whose eyes are not already brown. I see. So because both of my kids have brown eyes, and I'm now worried that they're not special babies. <laughs> so it, it happened. I just didn't notice. Exactly. So there was already too much pigment saturation. You couldn't appreciate the change in tone. But we find that pretty much all babies that are born with blue eyes are pretty much all European descendants. And they all tend to get darker through the first year of life. Mm -hmm. Some continue through the third year. So after the age of three, if you don't have an injury, your eye color is what your eye color is, yeah? For the most part. Basically, yes. There okay. are some exceptions. Um, some eyes will continue to change for whatever reason. But for the most part, after the age of three, you're pretty set with the color. So naturally, about 10 to 15% of Caucasians are going to get darker eyes over their life. Um, other than that, causes of inflammation or trauma or exposure to certain chemicals like a prostaglandin, which is one of the glaucoma drops that we use to lower pressures, but it's also what is in Latisse, the eyelash growing serum that yeah. a lot of women use. And, and so they're putting that on and they are inadvertently lowering their pressures, which is kind of weird in a normal person, but they're causing inflammation, which can actually change the pigment of their iris, but also the skin around their eyes too. I see. Is it possible for eyes to get lighter? Rarely. rarely. Very rarely. Um, there are some diseases where we can actually lose the pigment in our eyes. Um, there's a type of glaucoma mm -hmm. called pigmentary dispers dispersion glaucoma where the pigment is actually sloughing off of the iris and we can see some lightening because we're actually losing some of the pigment in situations wow. like that. And the major symptom with that that people need to know is that if your vision gets foggy – after aerobic activity, come in and let us know. Hmm. Because they've literally jostled up the pigment from their iris and it's floating in their way, actually. So you can do that by mm -hmm. overexerting yourself? In certain people. People have to be predisposed to that. Yeah. Um, all right. I was just going to cancel my gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna be Not everybody's going to get that. Oh, <laughs> pretty it. rare. <laughs> uh, so now, I don't mean this as an insult because I'm a dog lover, but I've only seen this mostly in huskies. <laughs> but... There are some people, right, that have two different yes. eye colors? Yes. What's happening there? That's called heterochromia, difference in color. Mm -hmm. And huskies and Australian shepherds are two of the mammals that are predisposed to heterochromia. Um, there are certain cat breeds as well. Those were specifically bred for that trait, actually, too. Oh, wow. But in humans, it can happen completely in the womb. You can have missignaling, which can 
divert more pigment to one eye than the other as you're developing. Uh, but also, just like we were talking about before, other than trauma, because trauma will definitely cause more pigment to be disrupted. It'll kind of stimulate it to start growing again. Uh, but heterochromia tends to be a relatively benign finding. And in the vast majority of cases, we find that it's just benign, normal heterochromia, which is the difference in color between the two eyes. Do most people – this this is completely subjective, I suppose, but do they – choose to correct it by getting a contact lens that fixes it, or do they just like the uniqueness of it? Because I think I just go through life right. with two different colored eyes. Most yes. people think it's pretty unique. It's a mm-hmm. it's a cool finding, so most people let it go. And is there a difference in sensitivity between the eyes when you're, you know, you go outside and if one's a little bit lighter or darker? If it were an extreme heterochromia, then possibly, but we tend to find that it's more of like a green to hazel variant or okay. a hazel to brown variant. It's not that different between the two. So if it's drastically different, then yes, they will have differences in sensitivity. Corey and I would like to delve into conspiracy corner. It's uh, <laughs> our favorite um, corner. Really <laughs> separate fact from fiction. So we will begin with theory number one. All right. Theory number one. I've heard this and it's fascinating to me. So I'm going to throw this at you. Let me know if the science behind this is true. So I've heard that Major League Baseball scouts, when they're scouting catchers, prefer to scout catchers with brown eyes or dark eyes because those people with brown eyes tend to be less sensitive to the sun. Now, would the science behind this make sense? Yes, absolutely. Now, if they really do that, I'm not sure. I've never heard that before. But because we have less melanin, less pigment in our eyes in a light-colored eye, we do find that blue eyes tend to be a little bit more light-sensitive. All of the light is really going through the pupil, but we have less melanin in the iris to absorb the light before it goes to the back of the eye. So absolutely, I think the science does make sense there. Mm. Oh, so the pigment absorbs some of that direct light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like our skin. That makes sense. Uh, Conspiracy theory number two. Some people say (laughs) eye color can change according to their specific mood. So can anger or joy or any other emotion change someone's pupil size enough to compress or spread apart the pigment in the iris or increase concentration resulting in a visible color change? Yes, no, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, exactly what you said. Anytime your pupil constricts and gets smaller, it's going to spread out the pigment on the back of the iris, which is going to technically make it a little bit lighter. But that happens anytime your pupil gets smaller and it's going to become more dense as your Pupil dilates. Most people's pupils dilate when they get angry. And so that's going to bunch up some of that pigment, but it's also going to thicken the iris. And the collagen structure of the iris, as it thickens, it's going to scatter more light, changing the tint of the eye. And so absolutely, it's going to be perceived a little bit in certain people that the eye color could change. But I would just assume that that's probably going to be more apparent in lighter colored or green eyes, blue or green eyes, rather than brown. See, I had a college Hmm. roommate whose eyes always appeared red and his moods were very mellow. But I think that was unrelated (laughs) to anything we were talking about here today. Yeah, I don't think that had to do with the iris. It will be something we'll delve into on a future episode of 7-Minute Science. So that is fascinating. So both of those, they're a touch of truth. There could be some merit to those theories then, yeah? So last thing uh, I kind of want to throw out at you is people like to describe their eye color in all 
sorts of various ways. Uh, and some people have described their eye colors as gray. I've even heard purple. Now, can we quickly go over the, really the, the different eye colors that you kind of categorize? Is it just blue, green, hazel, brown? Or what do we see? So when we were doing some more catch-up research on this, we were actually trying to find that out for you. And we learned that currently there are 16 different genes in our genome that have been identified to affect the color of your eyes. So it's not nearly as simple as blue, green, brown. There's 16 completely independent variables that can get up or down regulated, and that'll change the amount of pigment, the thickness of the collagen. There's a whole plethora of of variables for this exact phenotype, what we see. Um, But usually, uh, I mean, in my practice, we just really talk about blue, green, and brown for the most part. All right, Ken, what do you think? I think it is time that we restate to Dr. Ben and Dr. Ashlyn what we have learned from them. I'm worried that if we get an answer incorrect, they're going to shoot us with a puff of air in the eye. (laughs) But I don't see any big machine. We are definitely going to need your help on this. So please come in and anytime we're saying something that might need a little bit of fixing. Yes, correct. Correct us when necessary. So let's go ahead and start with what eye color is. It's melanin Melanin. Uh, on the back of our iris. Front, front surface. surface. Front surface. Yeah. Ah, see, I'm already wrong with both of them. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's Melanin okay. on the front strong. surface, and it turns out that everyone really has a f- form of brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's just the concentration of the pigment. Those of us uh, who have more of that pigment are going to have dark brown eyes. Uh, pe- folks who have less of that pigment, they're going to be uh, have a lighter shade on the scale um, that goes from like very – Light blue down to the darkest of brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that um, most of us, if not all of us, when we're young, when we're babies, we do see some eye color change. A lot of times, uh, if you already, if you're born with dark eyes, it's a little bit harder to see the difference as you grow. But uh, you're kind of have the eye color you have by the age of three. Yep. In most cases, right? Unless you're one of those people that's using the eyelash uh, growing. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. um, because that's a chemical that could. What's the name of that chemical again? It's a prostaglandin. The, yes, the prostaglandin uh, could uh, darken it um, or change the color of it a little bit. Otherwise, you're pretty much set, like Corey said. And babies like mine that had dark brown eyes, their eye color changed a bit, but I didn't notice it because it seems more subtle because their eyes are still. Brown. Exactly. And it turns out that eye color uh, is more complicated than just an inherent trait. It's not just dominant recessive. There's 16 different genomes that go into uh, your eye color. Is that Mm -hmm. true? 16 different genes that contribute to it. 16 different genes, yeah. And uh, those uh, of us who have dark brown eyes might have a little less light sensitivity because we have more of the pigmentation to absorb sunlight so if I were a baseball recruiting scout, I might want uh, an outfielder with brown eyes who could look directly at the sun without much discomfort, even though I know two eye professionals are not going to recommend anybody stare directly into the sun. <laughs> Please no. But um, <laughs> that's why I'm not in charge of any baseball team. Uh, but that, that is a reason why uh, that theory has a little bit of merit in is because the people with brown eyes have more pigmentation to absorb some of that uh, direct sunlight. Absolutely. Yes. 
All right. How do we do with our recap? Was it okay? That yeah, sounds great. Definitely. Yeah. Stumbled through the beginning part of it, but I think we uh, finished strong, Kang. Good job. We have learned a lot today. Once again, the practice is at 417 Biltmore Avenue in Asheville. Thank you, Dr. Ashland and Dr. Ben of Primary Eye Care Associates. We appreciate you joining us today on 7 Minute Science. Thank you. This Thanks for fun. having us. Yeah, you guys uh, laid down a lot of knowledge on us. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this edition of 7 Minute Science. We hope you learned something, too. Share the knowledge with a friend, family member, or colleague, and check back for the next episode of 7-Minute Science from Asheville Museum of Science, powered by the828.com.